What is up, y'all? Welcome to the 5Q5K. I'm your host, Josh Williams. The goal of this podcast is to create a safe and welcoming environment for you to learn and begin to embrace what I've come to know as an actively improving lifestyle. We hope you're able to get out there and get active while you join in on our conversation. That being said, let's get to it. All right, what is up, guys? Welcome back. Happy New Year 2024. And I'm sitting down with Jordan West. How are you doing, Jordan? I am doing fantastic today. Happy 2024 to everyone. There you go. Well, I, I'd heard I'd heard great things about you when I sat down with Philip Rojas. So I knew I had, to, I had to meet the man himself and sit down and learn a little bit about you. So thanks for taking the time to sit down. Of course. Thank you for saying nice things about me, Philip. I appreciate that. There you go. Well, for for those that do not know you, I know Philip does, but for everybody else, give give the uh, background on Jordan, kind of give us an eye into Jordan, like where'd you start in athletics, kind of where where have you been going and where are you going today? Sweet. Um, so I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, just want to say this throwing out uh, to, uh, I grew up with uh, two parents who were both division one runners. They ran for Bucknell University and so had the running genes, you know, given to me my whole life. Uh, but I did not discover running until my sophomore track season. I was a huge soccer player growing up. So played, you know, select soccer or AAU, whatever you call it, played select. I played uh, my first two seasons in high school. So in uh, Missouri, it's the fall season. And so I played varsity my freshman, sophomore year. And then uh, didn't have a great experience my sophomore year, had some really interesting coaches and uh, my parents, my parents being the track runners were like, Hey, you should, you should give this a shot. Um, turns out I loved it, ran track. So my sophomore spring semester, I would go to track practice after school and then go to soccer practice in the afternoon, two a days, two a days. <laughs> and it was actually kind of funny. I, I was probably the heaviest I've ever been in my life, my sophomore spring. So that was like at that point, Oh my gosh, 2010. That's crazy. That's almost the 14 years ago. Jeez. Um, <laughs> But I was probably the heaviest I've ever been. I was doing two a days and I think I lost like 15, 20 pounds Jeez. because I mean, you'd go, you'd go run anywhere between four to seven miles. And then you'd go to soccer practice. Uh, so yeah, did that. I decided after sophomore track season that I liked running better and took up running full time, uh, ran cross country and track the rest of high school. And I was a preferred walk on at Baylor, which essentially means that Hey, you can sign. We're not going to give you scholarship, but you have a spot on your team. So okay. I did that, ran Baylor for five years. I was given a partial scholarship halfway through that time and then graduated, uh, took a little time off of running. And now we're back enjoying the sport again. Cool. So so what's the goal today? You're post, post-grad. So it's, it's not like the team aspect really anymore, sure. right? Sure, sure. Yeah, post-grad. If you would have asked me a few months ago, I probably would have said it would have been awesome to make the Olympic tr uh, trials, um, uh, be on the start line of the Olympic trials for the marathon. Okay. Uh, goals change, um, being a dad and trying to train hard, uh, it has its challenges. So really at this point in my life, uh, my goal is to just try to run as fast as I can in the marathon. If a fast time comes along, that's great, but really just continue to enjoy the sport. Um, that's my main goal right now. Cool. Okay. So what's the, I guess, current PR and where'd you get it? 
Sure. Current PR in the marathon, which I think can be dropped a little, a, a lot, is 223. Wow. I okay. ran that at Grandma's this past uh, summer. Would have ran faster, but my stomach was not agreeing with me during the race. Oh, uh, so I probably probably lost about a minute to a minute and a half during that race. Uh, but yeah, I ran 223 this summer at Grandma's and was actually going to race uh, California International Marathon in okay. early December, uh, also known as CIM. And that is a historically fast course. Mm -hmm. But um, the week of Thanksgiving, I actually got RSV, which oh, is a respiratory no. virus that turned into bronchitis, went on antibiotics. And by the week that CIM came along, I was still coughing so much. And so oh, I was dude. like, I'm, I'm going to show up to CIM. I'm going to run 520 pace for four miles. It's going to slow down. I'm going to be coughing. I'm going to be finishing over three hours, paying that much money to run a three hour marathon. I was like, it's smarter just to, um, recoup, recover, and then get back to it. So it's not worth doing that to your body. Not too, worth, not worth doing know? it to the body. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's going to set you back. It's going to set you back far. Um, so yeah, just decided instead of that to race the Austin marathon in nice. February. So that will be fun. Okay. A little bit of a harder course, but it should be fun. Have you raced the Austin marathon before? Not the full, but I have raced the half. I That's raced it, fun. I, I raced it in 2021, which okay. was a very fun experience. Yeah. There you go. I, the, the half's cool because it kind of like you get the like gentle incline when you're going mm -hmm. down and then what is it like mile three or four you turn around and then it's like straight downhill. Then, then, for you, a get while. To, then you get to run fast for like four miles. Yeah, and yeah. so yeah, Austin, the Austin course is so fun. I've actually run it twice. I ran once with my friend um, just for fun. And then one time I actually raced it seriously and both were just super fun experiences. So looking forward to the full marathon uh, and hopefully don't uh, bonk on the hills. There you go. Hey, well, no, no RSV this time. No RSV. That, that would be a major win. When, when you have a toddler, uh, you never know what's going to come your way, especially when they're in daycare. So hopefully no RSV. Fair. That yeah. is very fair. Well, kind of walk me through, like, I guess what that work life, work life, family, child balance is like sure. for, for somebody like me, like I'm, I'm trying to hopefully be in your shoes one day where I'm able to keep <clears> running <throat> when I've got a family and when I've, got a full-time job, sure. like all that kind of stuff. So. Sure, sure. Uh, first thing I will say with that is uh, I have the best wife in the world. Uh, she is super supportive. In the, in It's in the context of running. We both know that running is not a career for me. It's a, it's a hobby that I enjoy doing, but I appreciate so much how she wants me to explore that hobby, have as much fun as possible with it. And so she's so understanding and so flexible with it. Um, and hey, so give her a shout out. Yeah. Her Sarah Padilla West. There you go. Oh, shout yeah, out. MVP. She's pregnant with number two right now. So oh, wow. that'll be, okay. that'll be, uh, more of an adventure balancing that, but you know, really she, she's really supportive. Um, my main job in life right now is to be a good dad and be a good husband. And that will always take precedent over, training uh but again you find you find a supportive supportive spouse supportive partner and i think it comes it comes pretty easily right um so some of the stuff i'll do is like for example this morning like sarah watched ollie for two hours while i went running but ollie woke up at six in the morning i watched him for an hour and a half drink coffee uh did some work while she kept sleeping right and okay. so we, ha we have a really good balance on how we do stuff uh but yeah with training 
man, some t- sometimes it's awesome, sometimes it's fun, and sometimes you know your kid screams three hours in the middle of the night, <laughs> and and you wake up and you're like, I don't know if I slept for more than ninety minutes in a row, uh, but w- this hour I get to go running is the one hour I get to myself today, so I'm gonna enjoy it. So. Yeah, it's just balancing everything with running. You take what you get. A lot of my friends who I talk to about this, it's I always tell them like, hey, you know, if I got to run in today, it was a it was a good training day, no matter what it looked like. And so, yeah, it's it's fun balancing everything. It's not the easiest thing in the world, but I thoroughly enjoy running. It's it is a form of self care. It's it's a a huge hobby for me. And so I make sure to find the time to do it and uh, yeah, have a wife who supports it. So. There you thankful go. about that. Well, it sounds like you've got a really good like team dynamic, you know? Oh, like, absolutely. Like it's, it's, you're almost like teammates taking care of Ollie, correct? Correct, yeah. There you go. Do, do y'all know what the second child, is it a boy or a girl? Or it's a boy, okay. and we have not decided on the name yet because okay. not, not a lot of uh, names go well with West. So, well, we'll find one. Was it is Adam West is the old Batman? Bat- could be Adam. Okay, there we right? go. Okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> the fair pod enough. might have heard it here fair, first. Fair right? enough. There you go. Hard launch. <laughs> well, uh, kind of off of the team idea, talk me talk me through like being a part of Baylor Cross Country and Track, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay. Cause you were you said five years and then you you helped with the team like when Philip was there. Is that correct? Yeah. So I was with Baylor for six years technically then. Okay. So yeah, I I raced four and a half years with them. So I had five five cross country seasons and four track seasons. Didn't race the last track season because I got injured and body was just telling me to take it easy. So I just kind of kept it easy that semester. Uh, and then I volunteer coached for a year. And so that's where I met Philip. Okay. Uh, that's where, yeah, Cap Cap was like, hey, there's this, there's this guy trying to walk on, take him. Uh, he he talks a lot. So uh, <laughs> take him, coach him up, and we'll we'll see if he uh, can make it onto the team. So that's where I met Philip. But yeah, joined Baylor Cross Country 2013 now. Uh, I know Philip mentioned it in his episode. Cross Country people are just, it's a unique bunch of individuals. <laughs> People who run cross country collegiately are voluntarily signing up to run 60 to 90 miles a week and balance, you know, balance academics, balance their social life. And so you kind of have to be a little bit off okay. to do that, <laughs> right? Uh, to volu- Yeah, to want to do that. But uh, with that, I mean, cross country, it's also like one of the most supportive sports there is like everyone is suffering together and that's the running community in general right it's like you're voluntarily you're voluntarily going out and putting yourself through a through through a suffer fest together and so when you have that team aspect and when you have those goals it it makes the process more fun and so yeah we were a bunch of hooligans all throughout our (laughs) five years here and so yeah we had a bunch of characters on the team um bunch of characters on the team but we had a fun time doing it uh ran well at times Baylor historically has probably finished like 10th to 12th at regionals. We were finishing about fifth or sixth for a few years, which was, which was fun. Uh, So yeah, great experience cross country wise. That's where you have more of the team aspect and then Mm -hmm. track track tends to be a little more individual focused. Uh, But we still had a lot of fun with, um, with the guys during that time. So yeah, cross country. That's the one thing I miss about being um, about training now is that whole team cross country aspect the travel trips oh my gosh just (laughs) does one stick out like it was what was your favorite trip y'all got to go on for a meet favorite trip was 
probably going to Stanford my oh, wow. junior year. Yeah, we flew out to Palo Alto. Oh, that's sick, did man. that, and we got to run on Stanford's cross country course, and it it was. I think we lined up, and it was just a absolutely beautiful California day. It was like 40, 45 degrees, sunny, perfect, perfect golf course, and. I was my first two years at Baylor. I was an I was a very m- mediocre, probably a little bit below mediocre, um, collegiate runner. And I remember going up to my coach. They had donuts in the uh, lobby of our hotel, and I was like, "Oh, Cap, if I which was the name of my coach, uh, Coach Cap, I was like, Cap, if I PR for every what was it for every five seconds I PR, I'm going to eat a donut and caps like, Oh, okay, Jordan, whatever you say. And I think I'm PR by like a minute and 20, a minute, 30 seconds. And then it's a lot of donuts. And so, man. Oh yeah. You better believe I finished, I finished that race. And the first thing I did, I didn't go home. I didn't go back and shower, didn't go back <laughs> and stretch. I just went straight to that donut, went straight to those donuts. And just, I think, yeah, what would that be? If it was like a minute 20, we're talking, I think it was 16 donuts then Dude. it was awesome it was awesome <laughs> mind you they were donut holes i should i forgot to okay. donut holes. but i mean 16 donut holes is uh yeah it was awesome so that was a that was a fun trip then we got to go down to the beach after that so it was it, yeah a ton of ton of fun i definitely miss that aspect of it especially because it's free travel and you don't have to pay for it so free donuts too, free, do- free donuts amen right? to that amen <laughs> to that so those were those were fun trips I'm trying to wrap my head around, I guess. So this summer I did my first like 60 mile week ever of my life. And I was like, that was a little tough. So y'all were doing 60 to 90 mile weeks the entire year or during the season? Or how did that kind of go? You, yeah, you'll go through different cycles during, during the training season. Like, do you have any races coming up? Is it summertime? But one thing, one thing I think a lot of, people who are new into running or yeah, haven't trained at a high level before don't understand when they see people who are running 70, 80 miles a week, they're like, Oh my gosh, how do they do that? That's entirely crazy. Most of us have been doing that for four, five, six, seven, eight years. And so, no, we didn't, we didn't start off by running 60 miles a week. We started off in high school running 20, 20, 25 miles a week. When you break that down, it's three, four miles a day. And that's pretty manageable, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you, I know you started running in college, like looking back, you're like, oh, 20, 20, 25 miles is not a big deal now yeah, for where yeah. you are, right? And so, uh, yeah, build, building up to that, building up to that over the years, when you start getting to 60, 70 is not a big deal. Now, 90, on the other hand, that's, that's, that's a ton, that, that's a ton, that's a ton <laughs> of miles. I'm, I'm in the middle of a 90 mile week right now. Ooh. And you just constantly find yourself hungry, tired, et cetera. But it, it's something that you build towards. And so, when you when you are doing mileage like that, especially in college, that's super important. You have a relationship with your coach to break down of like, oh, what does it look like to that? You know, uh, a lot of people will have like, well, I'm going to do it in singles, or I'm going to double, or I'm going to do something. Maybe in college, we do you know what an altergy is? No, uh, an altergy is essentially a treadmill that can alter the gravity. So it's oh. essentially it's something you put. It's a treadmill that you put this thing around your waist, and it fills with air, and so you can run at a certain percentage of your body weight. Okay, and so it just helps take off some of the force. So we did that in college, but yeah, so it was it was totally. It's also dependent on the person. So some people can handle 
some people can handle handle 90 mile weeks easy. Some people will get stress fractures really easy. And so that's when when you have that range from 60 to 90 is totally person dependent where okay. you are on the year, what your coach is thinking, how your legs are feeling. There's a lot that goes into it. But I tended to hang around 70 to 75 miles wow. per week in college. See, I was going to say juxtapose doing that in college versus like having a family and kids and a job and all that now. But I mean, you said you're going in a 90 mile week right now. So, sure. so it really don't stop. It just keeps going. You know, there's a lot of similarities and differences between the two. Like a lot of times, you know, you knock it out to begin your day. It's the easiest time to do it. Um, college schedules are flexible. So I guess you can throw some stuff during the day. But I mean, you still have the responsibilities of classes. You st- you have responsibilities of your homework in college, and once you get into the adult world, you have jobs. Uh, so I guess the adult life is a little, uh, probably a lot less flexible. But um, yeah, I, I I I've always found time for it, uh, regardless of the stage of my life, because I I do enjoy running. And so I, I'm also very fortunate to have a job that is more flexible than most people's job, but it is one of those things. And I always tell people of like, well, how do you make time for it? It's like, I make time for it because I want to make time for it. Right. Like I, when I started my job that I still have now back in 2019, I, during the interview process and when I got to know my boss, I told her like, Hey, I do have this hobby. Like my job will come before this, but I have this thing where maybe some days I might show up at nine 30. Are you okay with this? And she was supportive. She's awesome. Her name's Donna Stauber. Giving her a shout out. out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's awesome. She played basketball at Texas A&M. And so she's, she's an athlete and understands it. So I know a lot of people don't have that same luxury, but, um, but definitely, yeah, I make it work because I appreciate I appreciate the sport. I like how I feel after. I like how much food I can eat uh, when <laughs> training. So, uh, yeah, there's not there's differences, but I don't think there's all that many differences between college and post-collegiate training. For sure. I, I feel like at the end of the day, everybody's going to have some kind of hobby. And I think more more often than not nowadays, I can see like like I remember going through college, like I'd have like people I knew in my classes, their hobby was like, oh, I'm going to go home and watch the show on Netflix for like sure. six hours. So at the end of the day, like the hobbies that you have kind of, they can help you or they can hurt you. So like if it's the new year, man, everybody's thinking about resolutions. Sure. Everybody's trying to figure out what they're doing. Like, what do you think like a healthy way to start that kind of hobby? Like if say, say you're talking to somebody that's like wanting to get in shape or wanting to start running, but they're just like pretty afraid of like, man, they just hear like, if I want to be good at this, I got to run 90 miles a week. So that's what sure. I need to do. And that's too daunting. So sure. I'm not going to do anything. Absolutely. How, how would you kind of <clears throat> walk them off that ledge of like, Hey man, like it's yeah. okay. First thing I will, something you said a second ago, it's like, well, people go back and watch six hours of Netflix. I still watch a lot of Netflix. Yeah, like yeah. it's great. Uh, it, there is no better feeling in the world than abs- than going out for a run, feeling really good. And then laying down and watching Netflix, hey, you, you feel yeah. very accomplished right there. And so I'm not, I'm not hating on that. I love the Netflix watching right there. Yeah, this, this wasn't uh, an anti Netflix. Oh, I know campaign. it's not an yeah. anti Netflix. We're pro, <laughs> we're pro, we're pro binging shows. It just, it, you feel, you feel accomplished when you're binging. It's like, oh, and I just went for a four mile run beforehand. There you go. Um, so yeah, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I will have starting out for people who are getting into it. I have a bunch of pieces of advice. Number one is that a lot of the things you see on social media tend to not be a real representation of the running community. And I think that there's some good running uh, social media figures out there, 
But like you'll see videos of these people who go on 60 minute runs, then do 60 minute workouts and then take ice baths and then eat a totally uh, clean, organic diet. I personally have been in the sub elite running community for a while now, and I don't know a single person who does that. Right. It's like uh, being in the sub elite, like all of us have all of us have jobs, all of us have other responsibilities. And again, it's kind of like we piece running in where we can. Mm -hmm. And so really like my uh, so that is like, don't don't compare yourself to others as you start out. Um, And another thing is just starting. Right. It's 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 starting, it's saying like, hey, hardest step is gonna be just getting out the door the first time. And it it could look, and it doesn't look the same for everyone, getting out the door if you've never run before, what does it look like to go out for a five minute jog? Or what if I go out for 10 minutes and walk for a minute, jog for a minute, and you just see how, how you feel after a week of doing that. And so, yeah, man, it's just, it's it's don't compare yourself to others Get and get out the door, the two biggest things I have. And probably the third thing, if people want to start running, one of the biggest things I hear from people who are getting into it is oftentimes they'll be about two or three weeks into it and they're like, man, my body just hurts. Like, uh, why, why am I, like my feet hurt, my shins hurt, what am I doing wrong? Get a pair of running shoes. Yeah. People will be <laughs> running in like Nike Freeze from 2015. I'm like, hey, running shoes can be a little bit expensive. I understand that. What you can do is go to a local, go to a local running store, go online. If you look at an old version of a shoe that's maybe a year old, they're gonna be they're gonna be like 25 to 30 percent off. You can pay like a hundred dollars or so, but those shoes are dedicated to running. They're gonna last you if if you're not running all that much, right? They can last you up to a year. It's gonna make your body. You're gonna feel a ton better if you do that. So, um, yeah, those are some of the pieces of advice. And I think having new shoes starting starting the year, it's kind of it's kind of like that new new fun piece of equipment. It's like a help. new car smell. It's, but an, for it's your a feet, new, right? exactly right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's that it's that tiny thing that helps just get out the door. Um, yeah. So those, those are just a few pieces of advice I have. Yeah. Don't compare, don't compare yourself to others, get out the door and it's okay to treat yourself with a new pair of shoes. Hey, you gotta, gotta treat yourself. Gotta treat Sundays, yourself right? Go, going to back to the, uh, watching a lot of Netflix shows. Do you, if you're watching Parks and Rec? I've watched it a bunch. Well then, Hey, you got, you know, it's treat yourself that you got to treat yourself. Sometimes, treat yourself. Right? Exactly. <laughs> especially, and you know, after the after Christmas deals might be might be going they're so, killer dude you got to do it yeah it might be killer so yeah just I, I, one of my th- people i've had a few friends recently who've gotten into running uh specifically my my sister-in-law uh got into running and she knows i've been a runner forever and she was like hey uh what shoe should i get she did all this and she's like she texted me a little bit later she's like I didn't realize how fun this is. Is this why you do it? And I was like, exactly. That's why I do it. It feels good when you're doing it. And I, I, again, running, running can seem daunting when you look at these people who, again, are running 90 miles a week, who are running these absurd marathon times. But that's just not the reality of most, of most runners. Right. So when at the end of the day, like everybody, like even, even with an insane marathon time, like it was 223, correct? Correct. Like 223 is an insane marathon time, but you didn't do that on your first day running. Correct. You know what I mean? And like, I think it, it, it's easy. Like you said, like when you get on social media and it's the comparison game of like, uh-huh. man, this guy made some like crazy video about how he did this. And like, he ate all this like random, like stuff that made him do it. And sure. now he wants you to buy it. But it's like, yeah. at the end of the day, he started somewhere and you're not going to see like the, the work that went into that and the work that brought, like, I don't see the work that brought you to 223 and I don't, and I'm not going to see all the work that brings you 
faster than 223 sure. at Austin, right? Sure, there sure. You go. Hopefully. So um, I, I think it's a thing of knowing where you're at and knowing that like, hey, like it can be it can be brave and courageous to like at least just try something. And like on the first day, it's not going to be the easiest. On the second day, it might not be mm-hmm. the easiest. But if like you said, you keep plugging and like maybe you get those running shoes and a couple of weeks in, you're like, man, like my legs actually don't feel that bad. Or mm-hmm. man, I'm, I'm noticing when I'm running, like running around the block or I'm running running around the neighborhood or whatever, my lungs don't hurt as bad as they did a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Like it's cool seeing that like marginal gain that over time it stacks into something a lot bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Well, funny, you mentioned you mentioned first runs, what it can feel like. I actually have a pretty funny first run story that I ever went on. Okay. Um, first run I ever went on was actually with my mom, who I mentioned was a, uh-huh. was a D1 runner. And so she was uh, about that action running wise. So, so she, yeah, she, she was good. She, okay. her, my, her, and my dad were both really talented um, in college, and we were on vacation somewhere in Mexico during spring break. And my mom was, my mom turned to me and said, "Hey, Jordan, you know, I'm about to go on a two mile run. Do you want to go with me?" I was like, "Yeah, sounds sounds awesome. I'll go with you." And again, I I had run like middle school track meets for fun, didn't train for it. You know how they just kind of like throw you at events. So I did the mile a few times. So I had a general idea how far a mile is. And I remember running with her and we go out, we leave the resort, we're running. And I keep turning to her. I was like, mom, are we at a mile yet? And she's like, oh, we're almost there, honey. Don't worry. And so we're running what seems like forever. And I, we finally get there. I was like, oh my gosh, mom, how far are we? We need to go back to the resort. I was like, are we not hit a mile yet? And she's like, uh-huh, haha, I got you. We're at two and a half miles right now. Run uh. back. <laughs> and so first run I ever did was a five mile run. And Jeez. I got back to the resort and was just in the in a world of pain the rest of the va- rest of vacation. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, that that was fun. Um, Man, she did you yeah, dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She did me dirty, but yeah. So that's it. it goes back to again first. Oh, uh, you, I knew what I was about to say is, um, yeah. As you do get started too, um, yeah. You don't need to. You don't need to go a hundred miles per hour to start. You don't need to do anything crazy. And a message that I always tell myself, and I constantly have to remind myself about, is, you know. The fact that you're doing something is awesome and no one else, and I mean this in a good way, it's like no one else really cares how you do it, right? The fact that you're going out and running is is incredible in and of itself. Whether you go out and run two miles, one mile, or you went out and run a 10 mile, like I know, I know Lester, who you had on last week's podcast, if I told him I ran two miles or if I ran 10 miles, I know that wouldn't change our friendship at all, right? The only person who cares about about my running is me. Mm-hmm. And so and so I know there's there's sometimes a lot of pressure of like oh I need to do this I need to hit this. The only person who cares that I have a 223 marathon is me, right? Mm-hmm. If I run faster, that's great. If I run slower again, that's great. I know that no one's going to change. So just getting getting out the door, getting the fact that you're running is is cool and amazing in and of itself. And you know, again, you go out running, you'll you'll see changes. As I think most people who do will see that change in their life of even just like you know, you just feel better about yourself. It's it's a fun hobby. Um, exercise is obviously really beneficial for you. Uh, but yeah, the fact that you're doing it is awesome. So that's that's go. another piece of advice. Hey, that moral I have. of the story, man. Go out and do something. And do something. You're going to feel good in a lot of ways. Preach, right? preach. There you go. Well, I wanted to ask you, so it's a question that, you know, it's New Year's. Everybody's setting their resolutions. But a question I get asked is like, how do you differ between short-term goals and long-term goals? Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people, 
look at the long-term goal as like, okay, that's all I'm working towards. And then they don't even think about anything short-term and then that ends up hurting towards the long-term. So like, Mm -hmm. how do you set long-term versus short-term? How do you like retool those? Like what would your experienced opinion be on long-term versus short-term goals? Sure. So I've had a change of heart on long-term goals in the last, in the last year to few months and not in, I I think in a pretty positive way. Um, Obviously long, long long-term goals are fantastic to have, right? So you want, if you're new into running and you're getting caught up in everything, a goal might be Boston, right? Someday I want to run the Boston marathon or even just, I want to run a marathon period, right? I've and so me in the more competitive world, I'm like, I want to run X time in a marathon. And what I'm, what I'm starting to learn is that sometimes when we have these big long-term goals, they're not a bad thing. But sometimes when we put too much uh, too much pressure on those and we don't hit it, that can derail the enjoyment of of the sport. And so, me, one thing that I've 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 struggled when I've been running my marathons is a time goal. And so I'm like, I want to be under this time, and if I don't run under, run under this time, I'm not I'm not hitting my goal. Well, that's that kind of discredits the whole process of doing it. So I, I, if I have a bad day, and I could have a bad day for a ton of reasons. I ran the Houston Marathon this past year in 2023. It was the day before. It was 45 degrees, sunny, low wind. It Perfect. was amazing. Yeah. The day of the race, starting temps were almost 60. It was like 91% humidity. And as you want to talk about two different days, it's like, had we raced on this day, yeah, it would have been a different, it, it would have been a different result than what the actual race day was. Cause this, the, the second day, uh, like half the, half the, everyone around me was like going pretty much going backwards cause everyone was dehydrated oh. and just lost so much fluid. And so just the idea of like, it's great to have long-term goals, but really with that long-term goal, it is be okay. If you don't hit that long-term goal, and just try to be during the process of building towards that, just try to make that as good as possible. Because, you know, say you do want to qualify for Boston, say you do want to hit a time goal. Yeah, you might have you might have a bad day during the process or you might have a fantastic day. You know, if you're trying to run sub three hours to qualify for Boston, you know, well, what if you go out? What if you go out under pace, but you've had a good training block and all of a sudden, you know, you look down and you're halfway through you're halfway through the race and you're like, I'm five minutes in front of my pace. It's usually kind of terrifying. I don't recommend doing that, <laughs> but th- there's no reason to say like, Hey, I could run 10 minutes faster than what I have originally planned. I don't need to, I don't need to freak myself out because I'm having this amazing day. And it, so it goes both ways. So really like, yeah, have, have your long-term goals, have these goals of like, someday I'd love to run Boston. Someday I'd love to do this. But as long as you're day in, day out, putting in those, putting in those necessary things to be like, Hey, and and that goes to your short-term goals of like, maybe my short-term goal is I want to run four days a week because I've never run before. That's great. I I, I think you set these short-term, you set these short-term goals, you set these, whether that is you want to run X days a week, you want to sign up for X race, you want to do X, Y, Z. They don't need, you don't need to necessarily say like your end all be all is that long-term because life happens, right? I'm assuming a lot of people who are going to be listening to this, again, are people who are in the workforce who have, who have lives. Uh, If if you have a bunch of pro athletes listening to this, that's awesome, right? And kudos (laughs) to you. Maybe LeBron's out there, right? Maybe, maybe (laughs) you have Elliot Kipchoge who's listening in right now. And if that's the case, man, you've made it. (laughs) 
but, but but most people most people are in in ninety nine point nine percent of the running community are going to be your average Joe's whose livelihood does not revolve sure. around running. There's only one and Elliot Kipchoge, you know. Yeah, right. And so, what are you what are you going to do on your day in day out? What are what are these tiny milestones that you can do? So maybe down the road you can hit your long term goal, right? But it's okay. It's okay if it doesn't happen. It especially too if you're enjoying the process along the way. That's one. That's with when I when I stopped focusing on my time goal for the marathon and just said, "Hey, when I do race X marathon, I just want to have the best result possible. I want to I want to go out there and run smart, but I want to run what I'm capable of running." Uh, a, I enjoyed training more. I enjoyed going out because I wasn't going out being like, oh, I need to focus on hitting X pace. I was like, oh, I just need to go out and have a good workout today. Whatever that looks like, it looks like. I don't need to focus on hitting a certain pace in a distance run or a recovery run. I know as long as I'm doing the things I need to do on a day in and day out basis, I'm going to work towards that goal. For so, sure. Yeah, that's how I would do it. Start small. It's great to dream big. And I'm not saying don't dream big, but just make sure the process getting to those big goals are in place and enjoy that in the meantime. For sure. I So I have another friend that was on the pod. Reed, shout out Reed HD. He recommended a book to me. It's Atomic Habits by James Clear. I don't know if you read it or not, but he... Um, at one point he talks about becoming a master of showing up and basically cool. it's like as long as you're showing up and you're getting the reps in and like i know people think of reps of like lifting weights and i mean it works for lifting weights but the reps of getting mileage in you just got to keep showing up and if at a certain point you show up day in day out day in day out you're going to see that improvement start cascading over time so i don't know i, I was going to say kind of like what you said i i don't I don't know if the goals as much are important as much as you want that like North star that like, all right, I'm going towards mm -hmm. this, but at the same time, Hey, I'm going to show up and bring my lunch pail every day and attempt every day. And like you said, some days are going to be bad. Some days are going to end up being awesome. And you never really know when either mm -hmm. one of those is around the corner. So mm -hmm. you just got to keep showing up and then you're going to experience those days. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep growing from them. Yep. Is, that, is that fair? Uh, a thousand percent. If you, if you look at, the you know the best runners or people who are making the most improvement it's it's not the people who are hitting home runs on every single run uh but then are injured for a while or people who burn out it's the people who show up consistently right who say you know they run six seven days a week because that's their intended goal right like they're like i want to run a good marathon and they'll put in I, when I when I do my stuff, I talk about like my ABC goals, like okay. A goal is this, B goal is this, C goal is this, and they are just constantly just like hitting their B goal and C goal, which are like average to above average days. But when you stockpile those over the course of three years, that's that's amazing. You're building up this amazing base. You're building up this amazing running base, as opposed to someone who might you know might go out and post these insane workouts that you see and then all of a sudden can't run for three days because they're so sore right yeah. or they or they maybe are running 10 miles a week and then all of a sudden for two weeks you're noticing on strava it's like well they've been running 10 miles a week and all of a sudden they are averaging seven miles a day and then they have a post that says broke my foot i'll be back in i'll be back in three weeks right <laughs> so yeah just the, the idea of consistency the idea the idea that every day every day just showing up is better than 
than hitting these home runs and not showing up the next few days. So there yeah, it's a great piece of advice. Hey, follow the baseball analogy. You want that on base percentage to be way up. Preach. Not not nervous about the home runs, Amen. right? Amen. There you go. And get running shoes. And get running shoes. And that'll help yes. with, with both of those things. Right? Yes. Yes, they help with both those things. And sleep. There you go. Hey, yeah. hey. Yeah. You're giving me you give me like four for the price of one. There I love it. There you go. There you go. Well, I wanted to thank you, Jordan. Thanks for hopping on. Thanks for sharing some advice. And thanks for really giving some people some things to think about while we're going into the new year. Everybody might be setting goals. Just have everybody go into 2024 saying, I'm showing up in 2024. Is that a good, that's a fair goal for everybody, right? Show up in 2024. Go on, go out, just get out the door a few times. And if you enjoy running, uh, if you do enjoy the process, then take it to follow whatever road that leads, follow that rabbit hole. But really, yeah, just go go in the new year. Try to enjoy the sport. Um, and I think if, if you allow yourself to do that, you'll you'll have fun with running. Amen. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for sitting down with me. I appreciate your time. Thanks, man. Yeah. There you go. Well, if y'all have any questions or any ways that y'all might need help in your running journey, reach out to 5q5kpod at gmail.com. Happy to answer any of those. Um, or you can reach out to us on Instagram at 5q5kpod. So we thank y'all for listening today. Hopefully y'all were able to get active in whatever way y'all do while y'all listen to this. And um, I also wanted to have Jordan actually share a 5K opportunity for those in Waco, those that might be going to Baylor, those in the Waco area. Um, yeah, Jordan, tell, tell us your fi- favorite 5K and where it's at. And it will be on Strava and everything afterwards as well. Absolutely. So those who are in Waco and in Texas in general, you know how hot it can get. And so to avoid some of the heat, um, especially during the summer months, I am a huge uh, fan of parking in Cameron Park at the Redwood Shelter, which is a little bit before the Jacobs Ladder parking lot. If you go from the Redwood Shelter, hop down on the River Trail and just run down there. Uh, If you you'll run past the mouth of the Bosque, which is the first set of bathrooms, keep going down there and around the spot where it gets a little technical, it'll start rolling some hills in the second half of the River Trail. That's around a 5K right there. So I'll tend to stop my watch, take a quick stretch break and run on back. There you go. That's a good 5K. I know it's, it's really shaded too. So even Very if you're shaded. going during the summer, it's still somewhat manageable as long as you're going early enough. Absolutely. Right? There Absolutely. you go. Well, if you're in if you're in Waco, make sure you check out that 5K and um, let us know where y'all were running, where y'all were listening to this today. So thank you. Thank you again, Jordan. Appreciate, Appreciate your it. time, man. And happy new year to everybody.